Welcome back to another episode of NFT Catcher Podcast. We'd like to remind everybody that nothing on the show is meant as financial advice, and to please do your own research. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Now the subject is NFT. They're known as non-fungible tokens, or NFTs. NFTs are exploding in popularity. This is a technology Join Jenny from the blockchain and Michael Keane on the NFT Catcher Podcast. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the NFT Catcher Podcast, episode 117. And I am super excited for tonight. We have a very special guest host, one of the best friends of the show. She created our 100th episode PO app. We interviewed her last year. She was on our live on Twitter. Everybody knows Mumbot. What is up, Mumbot? It's happy to have you here. And then she also brought an all-star crew with her. So this is going to be really exciting. Yay. What's up, Michael? So What's happy to up? be here. Thank you for asking me to join in. Love you guys. Yeah, it's a, it's a pleasure. Andy and I were talking about some fun things to do uh, during Jenny's little hiatus. And this was one of the first things we came up with. And we love the Ghost Club. We always talk about the Ghost Club. And this is really exciting. I appreciate you so much. You're one of the most genuine people that I've met in the entire space since I've been here. It's always great to see you in person and chat in these. We always have a good time. So so what's Thank going you. on with you? Yeah, we well, first of all, we really appreciate your support. And every time you guys mention us, I hear it because I'm a fan. I uh, love NFT Catcher podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, we miss also we miss you, Jenny. Mm-hmm is not here so what's it's she not doing? the same it's not the same she's just taking a, she's taking a little bit of time off you know okay. just uh she'll be back probably sometime in february whenever she decides and oh, but cool. uh you know we love jenny we're holding down the fort and having a good time and still chatting on the side so she's doing well and uh yeah yeah so i brought some of my favorite people from ghost club some of my favorite I, they're all everyone's my favorite in ghost club but there's <laughs> specific favorites of course defiant co-founder of ghost club is here with with me we yes. also have um uh, the legendary artist pop wonder yo yo and incredible artist extraordinaire all the way from indonesia ika hey. <laughs> well, welcome everybody welcome everybody what a pleasure what a pleasure. Yes. Yeah, so, so I guess um should we just have everybody introduce themselves and that's different. a great idea. Everyone yeah. should introduce themselves, even if you want to give a little background, whatever it is, feel free. Okay. If you don't know me, I guess I'll go first, just in case you don't know who I am. I'm Mumbot. I am an artist, uh, world builder, storyteller, creator of Mumbot World Brand, and founder of International Creative Community Ghost Club. Ooh. I'll go next. I'm okay. Pop Wonder. AKA JP Downer. I'm from Portland, Oregon. I'm a illustrator. Been in the NFT space for coming up a couple of years now and love uh, being part of the, the Ghost Club on the side here. It's all a lot of my favorite illustrators and artists uh, involved in it and uh, happy to be here on the pod. Awesome. Ika, you want to go next? Hi, uh, I'm Ika. I'm yeah, all the way from Indonesia. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. I've been in the NFT space since 2021, and I've been an illustrator since 2008. I've been freelancing all over the place. And yeah, I have my own character. Her name is Babot from my French Bulldog. <laughs> and since NFT, I've been drawing uh, all kinds 
uh, sort uh, I've been adding more and more of her <laughs> um, imagine imaginary friends. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, and I'm so happy to be in the Ghost Club. It's been really wonderful. So everyone's so talented. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thanks. Yeah. What's up, guys? I'm Defiant. Um, I think at first I'm IRL partner with Mumbot. Um, I think at the end of the day, I think I'm a fan, a collector, and I guess co-founder of uh, Ghost Club. Yeah, here to just kind of support the community. I love the space. I love the artists. And I love everything about uh, what's going on in in Web3. And I'm here to build. Love that. Yeah, Ghost Club, like like you said, Ghost Club's kind of, it's like a group of artists, like artists, artists, if that makes sense. Like, uh, I first started meeting a lot of the people in there in those early Clubhouse days with you, Mom, but obviously... And Pop Wonder, I remember you, your name was coming up early and often. Like, I remember people saying, Pop Wonder's blowing up, Pop Wonder's blowing up. And I was looking, you have such a style that, like, whenever you see a piece of yours, you know it's a Pop Wonder. No one has to tell you, you know? And I think that's a compliment for artists. I'm not an artist myself. I wish I was, but, like... It is, you, and yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, you could always tell your pieces, and I, I, I've always watched, you know, I actually have my notifications on for you, because you uh. put out such cool stuff, and... Even like you, you retweeted Wooden Cyclops earlier today. Who, who I'm a giant fan of his, also. Um, so it's cool. I like I like your feed, and I, I love the stuff you put out. I was at his house when I tweeted that at his son's birthday party with my kids. So yeah, it's oh, really? we're homies. Yeah, uh, how about this- that? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> oh, amazing. I met him at uh, Vcon. No, yeah, yeah, that was great. Yeah, yeah, Vcon was a good time. Yeah, yeah we I- love Wooden Cyclops. He's an amazing artist, but he's also. Uh, you know, he does Skinned Alive, and he's also done a lot of stuff for the community just in terms of helping other artists as well. So, yeah, we love him. He's Also, shout uh, out Pop Wonder being such an inspiration for a lot of other artists in the community early on. Like, I would say early 2021, just seeing how you were operating, how you were setting up your collections and everything. A lot of people were able to kind of see how you were doing things and, and you know, learn from it. So. Yeah, just shout out to being a parent and being in this space. It <laughs> yeah. really it can be really tiring to do everything that we have to do to stay up on everything and and also create the art and stay, you know what I mean? And then keep those hours. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a lot. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Early on in my NFT journey, I heard I was listening to some artists speak, and one of them said something that always stuck with me that artists in the NFT space have to wear so many hats, like you like you just said. You have to be a marketer. You have to create content. You have to be a social media. You know, you have to keep up on that, even multiple social medias. But artists mainly want to just create art. Like you guys would probably rather just, you know, put stuff out. So I don't know if that resonates, but I definitely, it resonated with me early on how hard you have to work. Yeah, it it is. It is true. You have to do all that stuff. And some people just say like, oh, you should at this point, maybe get somebody to run your Twitter. And it's like, well a big part of Twitter and your voice is like, you know, actually, you know, doing it yourself and, and when not having everything like scheduled out and like, okay, I'm going to post this. It's just more of, it's much more spontaneous and that makes it much more organic. And Mm -hmm. you just, and then, and I found that about the financial side about this, about that. It's like you, even if you hire people to do it, you still have to be in constant contact with them, giving them all the information, make sure they're doing it right. So you really, if you can, it's better to just do it yourself anyway. Yeah. I actually would, would also add that I've received so many like good, I've received a lot of good feedback from the community 
they can tell that I write my own stuff. And sometimes I'll get like compliments on like, I, I can tell you really enjoy mm-hmm. writing the copy for that or the descriptions that you use, you know? So mm-hmm. just knowing that those little details do matter is more encouragement, more motivation. I think it helps it. It means something, you know, like that you put that time in and people actually appreciate it, Yeah, but it can be a lot. <laughs> I think, you, I think you bring up a good point, Michael, you know, like I think being a creative a successful creative uh, person in, in any industry, you have to look at it in two ways. You have to look at it. One side is, yes, you are an artist, you are a creative. And then the other side is you have to manage a small independent business. And I think you need to balance that in order to kind of, you know, find success. You know, you have to be able to manage your accounts. You have to be able to manage your marketing, all that stuff. But yeah, it's you, you very much have to have that business side of you to kind of stay. Um, yeah aligned i mean at the end of the day everyone's here to kind of you know generate income we all want to find what we love to do uh and in order to do that you have to have everything buttoned up yeah i bet you do good good really good point i was gonna say there's no there's no wrong way to do things like we've we i think we've all seen artists do well who never use twitter spaces we've seen some artists who communicate better through other means and i think as long as you're still communicating in some way in some form if it's like written or you're just, you know, being consistent with like your content that you put out, I think that that's um, good enough. It is quite a lot, but we could we could also really have fun doing it all. And by the end of the days, after seeing all that we do, the marketing, the twittering, the chatting with all, there's a point that, wow, I can really do that all by myself. <laughs> we all should be proud. <laughs> so, uh, the three the three artists i'd love to hear kind of what was your aha moment when you you know did everybody so i pop wonder you you came from traditional art world i know mambat did and how about you ike were you kind of a traditional artist before yeah. i heard them mention vans ads you can even talk about that if you want what you did before but i'd like to know like when and how you real people realized so both of you guys how did you realize nfts were a place to be and that that you wanted to explore go ahead Ika. well i actually i only started a digital drawing since 2020 i bought an ipad <laughs> and it's like like learning to draw all over again because i'm really not used to drawing on screen <laughs> but yeah, after NFT, it's been like really, really fun. The whole space is, it's just, it's just too much inspiration. After going, uh, after entering the ghost club and I see all the traditional artists is now doing their, their own, their own thing, but also including their traditional craftsmanship. It's like, it's really mind blowing. It really gives a drive to us to be, to be good traditionally and also digitally. Like it's really, yeah. really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. I, I've been doing on paper for like maybe 15 years, 15 oh, wow. or 10 years. Yeah. You're from Indonesia. I, I, you're there, there now. Is that where you're from? Yeah. Cool. That's a, my wife. That's one of her bucket list uh, trips we have to take. Oh. I just went to your Twitter. I see that we follow each other and I didn't realize <laughs> that before this. And I'm looking, I mean, your art, your art is so cool. That kind of bubblegum pink color. Uh, lots of really awesome animations, like absolutely beautiful. Um, we're going to make sure to link everybody's everybody's socials in the uh, in the show notes, so everybody definitely go check it out. But that's uh, 
that's cool to hear your perspective and what made you get into it. And that you just kind of just started in, in digital art. So what were people talking about your Vans ads? You have, are you, uh, is it a picture of you oh. or is it like your art on the ads? What do you, what do you got going on there? Uh, I've been working with Vansy uh, around three years now. So mm. they, uh, I got, I got in a contract with them as their brand ambassador from Indonesia, like in art, in the art department. Uh, and last year they asked me to do their their mural for their store opening in one of ah, in the malls. Yep. Yeah, they asked me to do two two designs for for every six months. Yes. After that, uh, another artist is gonna do it. So the mur- the mural is gonna keep changing. So I think that's a really really cool thing for them to highlight all the local talents. I think all the fans are doing it all over the world. Oh, that's so cool. I, I actually see, I just, if I just Google, you Google your name in Vans, it comes right up and sees that. That's, that's really neat. Congratulations on that. <laughs> Thank you. Michael. Cool. Yeah. So, so pop, what, what made you get into uh, NFTs? What was your aha moment? Yeah. Well, well going back, um, I've been a musician my whole life, a bass player. Sure. And, mm-hmm. uh, and that's what I focused on. Uh, but then at a certain point, about five or six years ago, I, I really realized that I needed to supplement that a little bit with something else, right? So I started doing design and um, and graphic design mostly for bands and venues around town here in Portland. Okay. And it was kind of like coming back to art that I used to do as a kid, but it was it was pretty graphic design based. And I was at the same time working on getting my illustration chops back up. And um, then when the when the pandemic hit, I had extra time because a bunch of my tours got canceled and every gig got canceled. And so I had like this extra space to be creative. And I started doing these pieces, the pop wonder world pieces. And um, I had recently, like right as the pandemic hit, I also came up with the name pop wonder for my design studio. Um, And then on the side, I did pop wonder world, which was just illustrations. And that was just completely for my own benefit, I just wanted to have something that was like as pure of artistic output as I could get without anybody else's, uh, you know, input. And then after about a year of doing those, that stuff, one of my friends who was into crypto and NFTs, he texted me and he was like, sent me some articles. He sent me some articles. He sent me some, uh, told me about what was going on and I jumped right into it. And so, uh, I owe him a lot, uh, you know, and, I always try to help them out when I can and, and hang out and stuff. And, and uh, yeah. And, and my aha moment after that was mm-hmm. pretty much just like over the course of a few months, actually selling a couple of pieces. Then I did my first edition and I, I started my editions collection and then those sold out pretty quick. And I'm like, okay, so even if I'm not, you know, selling stuff for thousands of dollars, I could do an edition. I could sell each one for a hundred bucks that's the same as like, you know, what I would make off a poster or something like that. Um, but this is just me and it, and delivering a digital thing is a lot more easy and streamlined than physical prints and, and all, and all these other things where you have to have a bunch of feedback from people and there's shipping involved and there's all these things. So, um, so when I kind of was like, okay, I can, I can kind of like do the same thing just for me and my, my art that I love and and then it just built from there and eventually you know yeah like you said like cer- certain things happened where where it started just hitting next level next level 
very surreal moments, you know, but uh, yeah. And then over the summer, it was just kind of like off, off and running. Yeah. That's pretty wild. I mean, so it's almost like, almost like a dream. Did you ever, did you ever imagine that it would get so big, so quick like that? Like, you must, no way. Really, that must really feel good. Yeah. I thought, you know, I just, like I said, I just was hoping that maybe instead of spending, you know, six hours on a logo for somebody for 500 bucks, I could spend six hours on my own drawing and make 500 bucks, you know, Mm -hmm. instead, you know. Yep. So, so cool. We have Mumbot and Defiant back. It looks like a little uh, Wi Fi mishap. It's good to see you guys. (laughs) I think lightning struck the house. That's what it was. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, my (laughs) God. The conversation here was just so good. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, uh oh, yeah. uh oh. Yeah. Back. Back. We, we were just getting into both of their stories about how they realized the NFTs were the place to be, and uh, really cool kind of origin stories and and good backgrounds and everything. I didn't even know that you were a musician, a bass player before that, and so that's uh yeah. And I really still play, neat. and I and now that gigs are happening again, I, I'm going on tour. I'm playing around town. It's fun. So it's like oh, wow. now I get to do all the things I love, and it's great. Is it us? What's your band name? Uh, the Portland Cello Project is my main band. Okay, and it's a it's a big. We usually have P- nine, PC PCP, PCP. Is that on purpose, right? Yeah, yeah. that's part PCP. of it. Yeah, we that's our uh, chant. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. But yeah, and and it's yeah, it's great. It's like usually about ten of us going on the road. Everybody's super cool, and oh, wow. and yeah, we play like you know five hundred thousand seat theaters and, yeah. and all all over the country and. People love it, and it's it's great. It's really coming great. to coming to South Florida. Uh, nothing right now, but you know, nothing hopefully one day. We're a much, lot of yeah. a lot of bands don't make it down this way. I don't know if it's the it's a different musical scene, isn't it? I like Florida too, and I, so yeah, I'm always yeah. down to go. Yeah, uh-huh. we want to yeah. see you play too. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, yeah, hopefully coming. I thought we were going to do a lot more East Coast this year, but it looks like again we're kind of sticking around the Northwest mm-hmm. and uh, Midwest. Do you? Uh, random question. Um, do you find that music is something that's influential in your work? Um, not like directly, but maybe like just the life that I've had where I get to do something creative and, you know, it's like, it's an interesting job and you meet interesting people and you have interesting experiences. And so that definitely inspires like my work, just the way that I've lived my life and, and, been around and talked to a million different people and, and had, had a lot of different perspectives because perspectives is one of, I think the most valuable thing that you can collect is just to hear and internalize the perspectives from all sorts of different people because that are different from you, because there are a lot and it's, yeah, you're just a tiny, you're one little insignificant perspective, but if you can hear as many as possible, then you can become more well-rounded person. And that comes through in the art too. Oh my gosh. 100%. 100%. I agree with that so much. I think it's cool too that, you know, you have an opportunity to kind of split between the two worlds, you know, and you can kind of focus in on the art when you're into it. And then if you need a break, you can focus in on the music. It's it's something that I think, um, you know, a lot of people go through in, in this space, right? Everyone's really hardcore about, you know, making artwork, making artwork. But, you know, there's a big thing about, you know, getting a little bit burned out or, you know, there's, you know, you're focused in on that too much. And I think you having that um, kind of split is, is pretty interesting. I know Mumbot's kind of got that too. It's like, she's got the digital art, she's got the toy design. She's, you know, always going back from different mediums and yeah. It's- and for me, music is music. I've been doing for so long that it's, 
it, it's second nature to me. I'm much, I'm much more competent bass player than I even am as an artist. And so it's not super tough for me to like, you know, it doesn't take a ton of like energy to like get ready for a gig or get ready for a tour. And um, I'm also not like the band leader or the person in charge. So they just tell me where to show up, what music to know. And then I just do it and it's fine. And I got my iPad with me. I can draw too at the same time. So some of my, uh, some of my pieces are even just started in the van or in the hotel room or at the sound check or, you know, cause like I'll also sit there on stage for an hour while the cellos are, you know, checking their mics, mm-hmm. but I got to be there in case they need me or whatever. So I'm just, I'm drawn too. So it's pretty ideal. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I think you were about to go on stage when we were, um, we had a live auction. I was at the Goblin Town party in Miami and our last live auction, it was so fun because I was like, I, I realized that I have, it was my first time, be, I think, being somewhere while a th- thing was happening live and people were around me, like yeah. from the space. Like I haven't had that. Ah, happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe VCon counts, but but it was also different because we weren't like, it wasn't like we were, we were like going from a spot to a spot kind of, and during the auction, it wasn't like that. But during our auction, it was ending while I was around people. Right. Like, um, Adam Tastic was right by me and Brian Brinkman and like the Goblin Town uh, folks. So it was like, and then I'm on, you know, messaging you and you're like, I'm about to go on stage. And <laughs> I- fun. And I had my phone on the music stand. I remember I was like, uh, even like on stage, I was like, quick check quick check like where, where is that is it ended yet <laughs> it's pretty so funny awesome. so funny do you ever think yeah. about doing pop-ups at like the nft conferences like vcon nft nyc i bet people go nuts for that if it got out on twitter pop wonders ban like people flood oh, yeah. a special po <laughs> app like that'd be kind of crazy it would be cool uh I mean, yeah, it basically, it just, t- I mean, everybody's got their number, right? It just takes a certain, <laughs> for the, for that band, you talk to the right. agent. Right, <laughs> I'm sure. But, yeah, hey, yeah. The, the money is here, and it's like, it's not an insane amount. It's just that there's 10 of us, and everybody needs to be taken care of. So, of course, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, like, that would be incredible. Killing that would be. I mean, so. I picture that at VCon, and, like, if that ticket is an NFT, like, I don't know. You guys could, people go nuts for that. Yeah. They really yeah, would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about you, Ika? Do you play any instruments or do anything um, other hobbies besides art, besides visual art? I used to be in a band, actually. <laughs> oh yeah, cool. Yeah, but I moved to Jakarta from. I, yeah, I moved cities, and the other personnel were all the way there, and yeah, and then yeah, we started having family of our own and the band. Like I used to scream on stage. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh... That's so cool. It's me like too. A whole other life. Whoa, I want to me. see videos of that. Ika, ah, me, too. Oh my God. <laughs> me too, Ika. I was also in a band, a couple bands, and one of the bands I also had a, some screaming parts. So yeah. it's really fun. High five. <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple of people in the in the Ghost Club that have been musicians, right? Miss yep. Muju, Frenemy. Frenemy was like full on. Daniel, right? Daniel Croson, yeah, Frenemy, Miss Muju. Um, who else? There's a few people. Neil, Neil Ewing. There's probably uh there's probably some sort of connection to the subculture, right? Of music and and art. And I think that's why you see a lot of people kind of grab it. Yeah. A lot of you know, a lot of like the people in Ghost Club are could be considered lowbrow artists, and that like goes along with punk rock and skateboarding and graffiti and all these things. So there's a good chance that 
somebody's going to be kind of have dabbled into a couple of those fields that that are related to you know weirdo art <laughs> uh, yeah totally and, and hip-hop <laughs> yeah i love that you know what's so cool too is like you know like ika being from indonesia they got like a whole crew over there and they're almost they're not identical in terms of like people or style but just mindset right like everyone's trying to like make their art they doing what they love they, they kind of are all into the same thing so I think that's one yeah. of the coolest things about being in this space and Ghost Club is you're finding all these common threads throughout the world of creative people. And Web3 is kind of giving us an opportunity to kind of network together. And yeah. Yeah. Yep. Ika, you guys just had a big meetup the other day, right? You, your whole yeah. crew. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not the whole crew. It's like maybe half Gen of the crew. Right? <laughs> Rama. So shout out uh, Indonesian crew oh yeah lunic renzi rama right the whole... yeah, Dude, yeah we're such I big did. fans of them too right how many countries do you think ghost club represents more or less Ooh. probably a decent amount Ooh. at least 15 to 20 i would say wow Whoa. you got frenemy and he's a he's from america but he's in malaysia yeah, Benzilla, who's in Thailand. We have Michael Chua, who's in Malaysia. Yeah, he's in Malaysia. Malaysia. The Blue Jews in the UK, Daniel Krasan. Got some from Singapore. We've got some from Korea. We have some from Japan. We have people yeah. who are in Japan. We Canada, have- South America. Mm-hmm. France. That's crazy, right? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. We That's love crazy. It. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> that is we awesome. love it. And what was the... I know, Mambana, you're always looking, like even from the old clubhouse days, obviously we did our room together and you're like always looking to help other people. W- what was the reason you started Ghost Club? Um, to- Yeah, for well, first of all, I just I guess I should say it comes natural because that's something that I've I've always been part of communities. It kind of um, defiant as well. Like, you know, we've both yeah. been building community um just always interested in doing stuff like this pre pandemic, you know, we were, we were, I, I was also like this, like DIY punk rock community days, like early on, you know, and um, I'm, I'm the type of person who wants to like, if I want to do something, I'll do it. Like if I want to get my friends together and do a show, we just figure out, we'll figure it out and we'll put a show together or whatever. But definitely during the pandemic, it was um, specifically like, when I heard about Clubhouse, the audio chat app, I was, I was like, um, actually, you know, Defiant was doing something on Clubhouse and it was uh, like some hip hop related panel and mm. he wasn't using it at all. And he, uh. <laughs> and I was like, yo, give me an invite for that for that app. Right. Yeah. I heard that you can because I had been interested in NFTs for for a while. Um, and I was like hearing that there was some good resources coming through on there so i was like all right let me go check that out and um as soon as i joined i set up um a clubhouse club called ghost club and you know my mission was really just to connect with artists and creative people internationally and it was all about you know sharing resources education uplifting others you know interacting and when i was on there i realized like i joined a lot of other people's clubs and met friends and um some of my favorite ones were the ones where people were just chilling quietly working and we would literally just change our our pfp or at the time it was called ptr because it it was Mm -hmm. you had to pull to refresh refresh. yeah Yeah. exactly 
So it was like, you know, we would be sitting there in a room for hours just working on whatever we're working on. And then I I might pop in and be like, hey, can somebody check this out? Like, does it look like I need more highlights right here? Or is how's this comp how's this composition looking to you? What do you think? Like I'm thinking it looks kind of weird. And like and I, you know, we we would all help each other. We had people like Lamore Supreme and Lurk Loves You and you know Pop Wonder. Uh, when we were when we were lucky when he came through <laughs> because he was pretty busy already by the time that I but was I, I, I spent a lot of time in the Loper Art Collective early on I was yeah, uh, yeah. but yeah it was the same thing just like you're saying what's this thing with MetaMask uh, mm-hmm. how do I do a contract and get paid for this mural how much do I charge per square foot what kind of paint are you using all that stuff mm-hmm. just a <laughs> full-on information you know dump is great it was still great. happening today too. It's like, you know, now it's like, how do I create my contract on manifold? You know, what's going on with these open editions? So there's a very much like a sharing of information to kind of adapt to the trends that are happening in the market, yeah. you know? So there's, there's a strategic kind of benefit of being in a network like this because, you know, people here, everyone's spread out. So everyone's bringing that back to, you know, the community and, and then sharing that information. So. And you have to remember that there's new people entering the space all the time as well. And it's nice, like having Ghost Club where it's grown to be at where it's at now. I mean, we've collected so much information. We have so many people there and we have so much more to offer at this point. So, I mean, sometimes I forget, like I, I should just write a little, write up a little thing real quick about what's the difference between like on-chain versus not on chain like has anyone even heard this before because and then I realized a bunch of artists were like I didn't even know about that you know so you know just like dynamic nfts versus static nfts like sometimes I'll just drop a little nugget in nft 101 channel or we'll have we'll have workshops we'll have guests come in we have nifty kit coming in soon they want to talk to the community we've had people come in and teach everybody about smart contracts we've had people come through and talk about um like you know keeping your stuff safe and cold storage you know all of these different things yeah that's so important that must that must be kind of rough with like if you have an artist and and, you know by the way you could get robbed if you click on a link that's not good like that's pretty scary and there's been a lot of really bad ones recently true yeah. 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 It's, it's, you know, security is definitely a big issue in the space. Yeah. And, it's a big issue. You know, I think, you know, again, uh, keeping everybody informed is, is, is important, you know, not just the people in the space, but also onboarding. It's, it's a really big obstacle, right? Cause you can't, yeah. you never tell. No, I mean, it's a, a lot of people say NFTs are a scam. And, and that's one of the, one of the main reasons is because there are a lot of scams and a lot of, a lot of that's, bad actors. That's why, it's, I, again, that's why, I, someone like me, I, I'm kind of yeah. like a little introverted, but I'm like an introverted extrovert. So it's like mm. when there's moments where I feel like I need to be really loud about something that I happen to feel passionate about, I've become so very motivated to do so. <laughs> so nice. especially like what you said, there's so many bad actors and that gets yeah. all these like headlines and, and media attention. So it's it's even more important for us to kind of continue to do what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that's really true. I think one of the biggest takeaways I I get from what we're just saying is it's really important for anybody coming into the space to find their community, whether it's with you guys or somewhere on Twitter space where you can learn from other people that have been through it and that you know, there's tons of great knowledge out there, tons of people that are willing to help 
And uh, that's, that's really important. And, you know, I love that you do that. And I know that you care about helping other artists and just raising people up. Like it's really cool. Ghost club, ghost club's incredible for that. I love it. Thanks. Appreciate that. Yeah. You know, and it's adapting all the time too. Like you're starting to see things kind of move in a different direction. And and these are things that we've always seen, uh, you know, from the beginning, but like collaborations are popping up you know, where artists are working with, you know, other artists that maybe they've always wanted to. You're seeing people explore new mediums, you know, let's say like there's a musician that comes into this space and, you know, he's collaborating with this particular artist or this animators with that person. You know, there's a lot of benefits um, that we're starting to see as a as a creative community, you know, um, and we're, we're looking forward to the future of building with these guys, not just, you know, our community and events, but like real projects that I think can kind of stand out amongst the midst of all these other big projects. You know, when you have a room full of creatives, you know, at the top of their game that are consulting for every major industry in the space, it's I mean, I, I have a lot of faith and in, in the potential of of what we can build as a group. And yeah, I'm loving it. We should touch on the fact that, just like to chime in on what you're saying, we have so many different types of talented, creative people in our community. Um, We have video game designers and developers. We have um, sculptors, painters, uh, graphic designers, uh, digital artists, and animators, 3D animators, 2D animators. I could keep going. (laughs) We have like so many cool talented people in the community's top motion animators totally and and big artists too and 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 you know new artists as well that's the other cool thing it's like that's what what's so great about having people like pop wonder and Ika is because they inspire so many people in this space you know so like any new artist that wants to kind of learn stuff it's like here it's like here's a conversation with pop wonder you can learn this or you know here's Ika inspiring all these people from over there and it's it's just a really good, authentic community. Yeah. And know. for me, I, I wouldn't have even got to that place if if other people didn't do that for me and inspire me and help me. Because when I first uh, started with the Lowbrow Art Collective, I was like a nobody. I had, you know, I, I I was just drawing my stuff for fun on Instagram. That was literally it. All these other people had these great careers already and all this great resume and everything, but they, they treated me as an equal. So, uh, so I try to do the same and, you know, help, help people who are just starting out as well. Cause I would have, it would have never happened for me if other people didn't do it for me. That's so true. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you do help so many people in so many ways. It's not just like the way like your role is in terms of how you set stuff up, but even, you know, I love the fact that like, even with your success that you're still putting it back into the, into the ecosystem and supporting other artists, you know, with, you know, collecting your art and buying their art. I think it says a lot about Well, yeah, I mean I love art and and you know, and like I I love supporting artists and I love NFTs, so it's like, yeah, I'm packing my bags, man. I love this shit. I'm I'm doing it, you know. I remember oh, you, you you collected one of my first drops on eth not my first drop on ethereum but it was like after i finally had a sale and i finally minted something again after like six months it was i think it was the shumi's ice cream treat i remember you collected one it was like 0.04 yeah that's the thing if it's like you know and i'm making you know this eth and it's like yeah of course i'm gonna drop 0.04 on something that i love somebody who i want to support uh, you know it just makes sense yeah thank you that yeah. was awesome 
Yeah. That's what I love too about the open editions, right? Like I I see a lot of artists dropping those and the really, you know, starting price is really affordable. So now it's like all of a sudden I get to collect all these great artists at a, at a price yeah. I can afford, like Wakana and like um, even Demon John and like Gillen. Did you see Gilan, his the, masterpiece? He had I a mean, unreal. Yeah. Unreal. He had an unreal, like b- a beautiful animated masterpiece that oh, was yeah, yeah, yeah. on animation. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> so all you guys are animating. Ika, I love the collection you're doing with uh, D909. All those music slash animations. Yeah, those are amazing. great. Those are really. I, I bet they're fun to do, huh? I keep pushing him, like, come on, do more, do more. He's like, hmm. ah, do people really want this? Like, yeah. <laughs> Like he's he's actually the one who who made me start NFT and then and then he, he was like yeah do, yeah draw this draw that and he he got like this whole folder of of the music he was making since I don't know like maybe 2007 and it was all wow. bangers I was like nice. dude you should do you you should make this like I'll help with the visual let's do it <laughs> and then uh, we came up with Disco Kid Night <laughs> Disco Kid. Yeah, that I love that. I love that project. It's so awesome. I think I have one of those. Nice. Are you guys familiar with that at all? It's a I don't audio think I am. Project. I don't think I am. Oh, I it's really check it cool. out. Yeah, you gotta check it out. What's it called? Say it again. Disco Kid 99. 909. Disco 909. Kid 909. Cool. No, thousand percent gonna check it out. <laughs> See, so, I can't wait to go to Indonesia and hang out with all the artists, right, Mama, Pop? Like, we got yeah. to make it over there one day. We can't wait. We'll probably go this summer. It's really? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We, Let me know. Yeah, we will. Of course. What do you mean? We're going <laughs> to hang out. <laughs> well, that's kind of how we feel. Like now, anytime we, we're going somewhere, it's like we're looking for meetups with Ghost Club, right? We did it at DesignerCon. We did it in New York. In LA, you know, Southeast. We oh, and we did it in oh, LA. God, please bring merchandise. Please bring merchandise. Oh, of that, course. Oh, dude. That New York, <laughs> that New York meetup was literally one of my highlights of NFT NYC. You talking about the one at Jason Naylor's studio? Yeah, yeah. That, that was. was awesome. I was like, like I'm the only one in there that's not an artist. Everyone's sitting around the table, like drawing all this stuff, like just super talented. I mean, Brian Morris, I've been a fan of forever, oh. and like, oh yeah, Brian's awesome. So cool. Yeah, Brian's so mm-hmm. cool. There's some awesome people, like so much talent. And there's a little room with like whatever it was, 25 people that I was really lucky to be there. That was that was pretty awesome. Thanks for coming to that. That was yeah. that was a highlight. No, that highlight was really, really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, Jason was great. And and again, that was like, you know, we did that, you know, um, like we just did it like out of the blue. We planned it a little bit, but out of that came so many things, right? There's a collaboration between Jason Naylor Mumbot that went on to become, you know, they did the live art and then they they minted it and it sold to one of our uh, favorite collectors. Uh, and at the same time, we were passing out all these stickers and like little cards that yeah. essentially is the inspiration for what our next drop is. Yeah. Talk about you the know? next drop. Talk about the next drop. Yeah. So our next 100%. drop is uh, we're creating a, a collection called the Ghost Club Black Book. And like back in the day, um, all the artists used to carry this black book and inside of it was, you know, like 
you know, it'd be art, sketches, people, artists are passing the books around, everyone's sharing, putting new new work in it, there's stickers. And, you know, we like that connection. We, we think the idea of having, you know, a digital black book collection that will just house a bunch of collaborations and artists work in it um, could be something really different, right? It, it provides this differential value over other things because there's just so many creatives in there. There's so much IP that, yeah, like we're, we're so excited. So the first project in that collection is um, what we call our sticker collection. They're like OG slaps, like, you know, graffiti artists and artists would customize, you know, these stickers and then they would tag them and throw them all over the place in the streets. So we created uh, digital templates of them. And every month starting in January, we're going to like bring on 20 new artists. They're going to customize these pieces and yeah, we'll drop a, drop a collection. Yeah. So, so end of this month is the first drop. We had another project, which was a collaboration with All City Style at DesignerCon as well, which was the um, the trains that we customized physical trains, 10 artists total, and we auctioned those off. They The NFTs, sorry, there was an NFT that is bundled with a physical train and we auctioned those off and that was a sold out project. And this is our first like non-collaboration, but it's obviously all these way more artists in this one than than that one. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. What if there's an artist listening that wants to get involved in Ghost Club? Do they they go to the Discord? Is it kind of like do they reach out to you guys and say, "Hey, like and do you get like accept people or do you just welcome everybody?" How how's that work out? If somebody's listening right now, they we, we send them to the pits with uh, Neil Ewing and Audio Mouth and if they can get through that, then they're okay. No, it's, it's, it's open. It's like, we come to the discord. It's, it's be active. You know what I mean? And, you know, the, the issue that we have now is that there's such a large queue of artists coming in. Right. Mm -hmm. So we have to think in terms of scaling, in terms of like how the discord grows and all that stuff. Um, But at the end of the day, we're, we're live streaming, we're creating every day in our discord. So if people want to get involved, you just got to come there, you know, and, and show support to all the artists, you know, retweet, um, be active on their accounts, follow, comment. That's basically it. That's how we how we run. That's the coolest thing. I mean, you guys doing it all for the right reasons and and for that's really cool. I I love it. Yeah. I have I have some questions for the guest artists in the chat. Love it. All right. So I have two questions. One is um what's been like your your most um What's like the biggest moment that you've had so far that kind of made you feel like just like completely maybe overwhelmed or, or surprised like that you thought something you never thought would happen coming from this experience in the space so far as an artist? And then um, secondly, like, is there some kind of special goal that you have or that you want to reach for or something like that? Ah, uh, I'll, I'll go first. Yeah. Well, there's things like... Um being a speaker at VCon, which we did together, Mumbat and I, that was like, you know, I've been a fan of Gary Vee. He's in my eyes, like very legit dude. Uh, and I've always been inspired by him. Uh, so that was really cool. And I got to be on a podcast called the Duncan Trussell family hour, which was one of my favorite. You podcasts were on that and- podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I got to go listen. I love that. Duncan Trussell is dude. hilarious. Yeah. dude. So like, I, yeah. yeah, I mean, I was I was listening to him religiously back when I had my like a warehouse job. That guy back cracks before. me up. Yeah, so good. Yeah, so there was that. Um, if we're talking about like uh, in the N- NFTs, like directly, like 
there was there was a moment when my stuff was selling pretty regularly for between like 0.5 and one ETH. And then somebody went and bought my Genesis piece on the secondary market for 10 ETH. And I got, I don't know how I got, or like, yeah, I think the guy like messaged me and told me he was doing it. And I looked at my wife and I was like, you know, this just happened. Like somebody just <laughs> bought my piece for 10 ETH. And she's like, well, that's amazing. And I was like, you know, and it's like, not about like the royalty or anything. I was like, this is, this this is just like a shift in perception of the value of my artwork. So I just knew that that was going to be, and it was, you know, it changed a lot of stuff for me. So those were basically the, the, the big moments that I was the most proud of. And as far as like plans for the future, I really, and and I've, I've run my stuff this way, but I want to be just an artist. I don't want to make a bunch of promises to people. Um, I don't want people even though they already do it but i don't want people to buy my art expecting something in the you know uh obviously you want it you want it to go when up token value. when yeah. token no. <laughs> yeah you want it to go up in value but it's like it's a long game and i i have all the confidence in myself and all the faith that my artwork if nfts are still valuable in the long term then my tokens will also be valuable uh so so my goal with this is obviously I want to do interesting things with the technology and stuff, but I also want to just be able to put out artwork for the sake of it being art and have people collect it for that reason. So that's, you know, that's basically like my goal. And I've turned down a lot of possibly lucrative things like PFP projects and all yeah. these things, you know, in I order can't to... imagine you must've had a hundred people try and get you to do a PFP. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm at. Awesome. No, that's Great. awesome, Pop. You know, and I got I gotta say it's it's not hard, it's not easy to resist some of those temptations either. Yeah. You know, and, and to see you kind of stay true to to your art and, and the way you manage your collections has a lot of influence on, on the way that I look at stuff too. So, you know, I, I love the way that you're structuring, you know, your business and model and, and all that stuff. Appreciate it. What's the highest one of your pieces is sold for? Uh for ETH value is like 59 something. 59 ETH? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good for you, brother. That's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. And That's I, incredible. I don't I remember when that happened and I saw it and I was like, this must be like a record breaking moment. Like, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I think I only saw a little bit of NFT news pick it up with some other major news. Then I, and I was like, why isn't this? I, I went on like a Twitter space and I remember I was talking about it because no, <laughs> I didn't hear anybody else. And I was like, yeah, as well. It, you know, all it really takes is is two people that want it equally as bad, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in, in this case, it was actually nine people that wow. pooled together their money and they were going against one other guy and they were going back and forth. And they had was the it any box. of the famous collectors? I think D's yeah. collects you, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, it was yeah, D's. Yeah. The, okay. piece called, yeah, yeah. the piece is called Experience Yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that when I, when I finished it, I was like, yeah, people are going to dig this one. And as soon as I posted it, people were like kind of going crazy. And I was like, okay, great. And I just did it like any other auction. But yeah, like I said, just so happened that there was enough interested parties that it drove the price up that high. And that was at the, it was early this year. ETH wasn't quite what it was last, uh, sorry, I should say it was early 2022 mm-hmm. or early to mid and ETH wasn't quite where it was. I actually had higher higher sales in USD, you know, before that. Okay. But lower in ETH. So, but still, it's like 
it for me it's it's about the eth value because that's what we're doing yeah. here but and right. so that that was huge for me and it, you know it's kind of hard because it's like they're not selling for that much anymore you know that's just the nature of the market it's going to go up and down i mean i'm still it, i'm still selling stuff for a good amount and like i would never have ever dreamed that i would be one of these people who sells artwork for anything over a couple hundred dollars so so i'm thrilled with the, the result of everything that that mm-hmm. that i do oh, cool. it's yeah That's and awesome. it, i also i just know that it's super long term and you know anything could happen with my art with the market overall with ethereum with the other you know crypto that i own who knows maybe i won't have to draw anymore if some other you know shit coin that i'm holding pumps like crazy (laughs) (laughs) but i still will but you know that's the thing i'm not yeah so i'm not like i definitely don't really stress over you know oh no is this one gonna go for more is it you know is it gonna people gonna think that you know i'm washed up because it's not selling for as much or whatever but it's like you know not everyone's gonna sell for 60 that's for sure Mm -hmm. yeah you having such a level head i think is is a really important lesson for a lot of people you know the fact that you were selling stuff for that much the fact that your stuff is still going for a high price and the fact that you're still operating in the same manner is a testament to 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 who you are but also like for me it's just like dude this dude is he's on it right like he's totally focused he's doing what he does and whatever smoke is happening around him yeah for sure he'll react but yeah. He's, and I, I just try to keep my perspective from where I was before this, especially um, during the pandemic when as a musician, we were all totally screwed. Like, yeah. and and my graphic design work was all for bands and venues and festivals and things like that. That all went away too. So I was like making like a thousand dollars a month for a little while. Like, as you know, and that's like pretty good, like, you know, and I was just like, okay. And, you know, being a career musician my whole life, I've had like crappy part-time jobs or full-time jobs but i've never had like money savings security um anything like that so everything that's happened to me since has been gravy it's like i already did it i'm 40 now i already did so long of just scraping by that like i just that's what's normal that's my baseline just surviving so it's like yeah i mean whatever i get on top of that is like amazing fuck yeah congrats to you dude love that yeah respect love that love that awesome pop thank you um let me yeah go ahead oh no you do you have more questions mom but i have i have one more general question yeah please ask i just want to ask Ika the same question so just kind of curious about like throughout her journey in the space like what was a pivotal moment for her that she considers maybe one of the most pivotal moments or a couple of them and then um some any goals that she has for the future well every time i sold something it's always i don't know it's always surprising to me whenever something is sold or something or a collection sold out it's like what what (laughs) so yeah but uh, first of all i just want to say like uh you and pop wonder like you you both are such a role model like yeah I'm such a big fan. I, I'm still, I'm still confused why I have, you know, why I just knew you guys now. But just to be here, like talking, <laughs> talking to you guys now, it's, it's one. This is one of the overwhelm. This is one of the overwhelming moments for me. Like, you're the sweetest. Being, being on the you, NFT you Catcher podcast hard. is a highlight for everybody. We all know that. Thank you, though. Oh my Love God. you. Love you, Ika. <laughs> 
What's so crazy is that we're such hardcore fans of Ika as well. That's we are, so we hilarious. Are. <laughs> yeah. I'm always like, Ika, dude, do you think Ika yeah. will hang out with us? Do you think she'll be our friend? We love you, Ika. <laughs> no, like, Leo, when you guys, uh, yeah, when you guys DM me, like, do you want to be in the ghost club? Of course, I will. <laughs> like, what? Really? <laughs> even even Rama, even Rama DMing, like, dude, dude, this people in this ghost club like these are all like insane people like i'm just trying to to look cool here like i'm, I'm trying to stay chill but they are all rock star like <laughs> don't tell Rama's amazing don't, don't tell <laughs> yeah but yeah it's been it's been quite a ride i remember my first genesis on on foundation yeah i just like uh I, I never draw something like that before because I'm I'm so used to client commission. I even at one point I gave up pursuing my like my own personal art. It was just, just a side thing that yeah I do just to just to unwind from all the brief and all the revisions. <laughs> yeah, when I started NFT, I was like I'm just gonna do my own thing here. So I just started drawing this Genesis and I mint it and yeah and I look around oh. Oh no, I think I I think I put the wrong price on it. Like it it was there for like a few weeks, I think. Yeah, but yeah, but but in my mind, like oh um other people took some yeah, other people sometimes took years to get their genesis picked up. So I was just okay, I'm just gonna keep I'm gonna draw again and I'm gonna mint it and and suddenly and and I do an additions on non origin non-origin and suddenly People are, uh, yeah, I got the, that first email, like, your NFT is sold. It was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then and then suddenly the the edition sold out. And, <laughs> and then I got this other email that said that my one one on foundation is some, someone bid. Yeah. And it, it was Brian Brinkman. <laughs> nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Shout out yeah, Brian I yeah, I was uh, yeah, I was I was I didn't know anything <laughs> about anyone at that time. <laughs> yeah, everybody was he's the he's my first one, one collector, my my first Genesis on wow. Ethereum. Yeah, I, wow. I actually started on Tazos and it was selling so badly. <laughs> <laughs> I already maybe it was like a couple of cents, maybe. <laughs> nobody nobody was buying nobody like i yeah i was like oh maybe nft is just not for me but uh but 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 yeah but i uh yeah and then i focus on IRL uh on my other work but uh, yeah after that i tried again but yeah after, it was just crazy after that i uh someone someone told me yeah hey, you should do open sea yeah. and then i do the undercover bobs collection and it sold the first one sold out in an hour it was like what Hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. could not get up. them. I was trying yeah. to buy them. It was yeah, quick, I finally, quick, quick. I finally in that. What is going on to it? <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. I didn't even know you had Tezos stuff. All, all, all of us do Tezos. All three of us. All yeah, the I did. Yeah, uh, I actually did a Tezos exhibition last month on Singapore Art Week. The... I saw that. Mm. Yeah, 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 that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, they they asked if uh, uh, I wanted to do a collaboration with Disco Kids, so it was an nice. installation of visual and sound. That looked awesome. Yeah, that, that did look cool awesome. from the pictures. 
Yeah, it, yeah. It, it was fun. Like people were dancing in the room, listening to the music, and trying to follow the disco kid dance movement, which is my dance movement because I cannot dance at all. So it was just awkward and silly dance. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. I love that. I think I think we need a demonstration of that dance move. <laughs> on live. There it is. There it is. Yeah, my yeah, for me, my dream in this space would be like, yeah, um, yeah, my dream would be like yeah, to connect to more people and I and I can give back that uh about the experience I've been experienced here yeah, from from Brian, he's been a huge supporter from from you guys and then the NFT Asia community. There yeah, yeah, like 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 we discussed before, the benefit of of being active in the community and keep supporting each other it's it it's what yeah it's what really it it, it really can help it yeah it's really that helpful it's yeah, and the, uh, all the kindness all the genuine gesture all the new artists can also feel like this too and maybe maybe someday like we, we can all yeah we can oh my god it will be a dream like <laughs> oh do we want to do a show together eventually that's our oh, goal. Yeah, yeah 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 i just wanna i just want to keep connecting with more people like this like yeah for me to to be on this part like to just speak like this yeah even though it's still like <laughs> all over the place oh you're great you're doing great yeah, yeah we love it dude. we totally get what you're saying so <laughs> and we i feel the same way um yeah, and yeah. And you also introduce us to so many new artists as well. I mean, I go to you all the time and I'm like, yeah, what other artists are in your, you know, area that you know? And you've introduced me to so many talented people that fucking love it, dude. We love that whole Indonesian crew, man. You guys rock. And there's so much talent there. And and we feel the same way, how genuine you all are. And it just feels feels the same, to be honest with me, honest with you. It feels the same as us. It's like we talk to you guys and it's like you're going through the same issues that we're going through. And I don't know. I, I love it. And I, I can't wait to build more. I collected some of the artists from your crew before they were in Ghost Club. So like I had collected some um, Rama Gogo, some of the work on Tezos like a long time ago. Yeah, he was an early favorite of mine. Mm hmm. Me too. Hell yeah. Dila, Lunik. Oh, Dila. I got so much Dila. Love Dila. (laughs) She's a friend from actually early Clubhouse, NFT Asia also, because like we became friends through that, actually. She's amazing. Yeah, she actually, yeah, some people were in Ghost Club, like when it was just a Clubhouse club, like back in the day, like, and I, I, I think that a lot of the... Oh, I never even told you this, Michael, but there were um, some people who reached out to me a year after our our Thailand space, yep. our, our space that we did together. And um, one of those people hit me up and said, you know, it's like their one year anniversary um, of that space. And I didn't even realize. And wow. they said it was the first time that um, it was Simple Cat. Remember Simple Cat? Yeah, of course. Yep. Yeah, and it was someone yeah. who works with him, and they were saying that um, that was their first time ever speaking to like a, an international community on like wow. a stage or anything about their work, and they just it was just really cool. I'll I'll send that. That's I'll forward that to you. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to see it. That was that was really special. That was that was really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, 
Yeah, no, you guys have been so generous with your time, but I do want to go over one more topic because it's very interesting to me and I'd love to get an artist's perspective. AI art. Um, I know like I'm I'm a fan of it, but I'm also not an artist. I know there's a couple pitfalls. I've been reading about that. Did you guys see that uh Getty Images is suing Stable Diffusion? Did you yeah. see what happened there? Mm-hmm. They they're cl- Getty's claiming the Stable Diffusion like scraped like hundreds of millions of images and even in some of the stable diffusion uh like readouts they would be the getty images watermark would show up uh, and so it's like yeah yeah but so, uh, i i'd love to get perspective on ai art from from the artists all right i i have comments um Please. okay personally I, i'm a fan of innovation and new things and artists not being limited and i appreciate all the people who could benefit from being able to do art like people with disabilities you know or somebody who maybe just hasn't really ever felt like they've been able to do art and so they get to play with ai and they can do something that's creative right i have empathy and i do think things need to change in terms of like what the models were trained on without having the consent from certain artists like you know what i mean that stuff's a little unfair so i do think that moving forward that there should be some kind of a filtration system where it's, you know, pulling from work that people gave permission for it to use. Um, I have a lot more comments, but I'll let someone else go. Yeah, I agree with you um, that I think that it's great for people to be able to experiment with. And I love, I like to experiment with it myself. I have no plans or desire to incorporate it into my work. So that's why I don't feel I don't really feel very strongly about it one way or another. The fact that, you know, that it's stealing. I mean, I I don't really know how to what extent it's stealing work from artists. If the Getty watermark is showing up in there, that's a bad sign. But, you know, (laughs) I am in a thread, like a group chat with some artists, traditional, you know, artists that are making some mind blowing stuff Mm. with it. And they're mostly just doing it for um experimentation and create and it's like some it's pretty you know easy to do it doesn't take a ton of um mental energy uh i do think that people should definitely especially as it's becoming more and more hard to tell that it's ai that you should disclose that it's ai i agree um because you know like you know i'm not hearing any of this like it's just as much work as making art because it's not um it's cool and you can make amazing stuff with it. But at the end of the day, making a piece of art not only takes many hours usually, but it takes a lifetime or many years of getting good at doing it. And just to be able to draw a nice line and like takes a long time. And it's like, I, you know, I I'm, like I said, I'm super supportive of it. I'm supportive of people using it, but when it c- comes down to people, you know, basically thinking that they're, doing the same thing that a regular artist is doing that you're really not. I have to add something to what you just said. Yeah. (laughs) Because of the way you, you ended it on that. I also am in a lot of chats and I've been in deep conversations about this for like months now. And one of the common comments I've heard from people who are utilizing AI in their art as a tool, they, there seems to be this mindset that artists think that they have to suffer 
to do their work, like as if everyone's process is painful or something because it takes a long time. Um, just for the record, that's not the case for everyone. Like right. sometimes the process is a meditation or it's cathartic or, you know, you need to have that flow state because it's like part of your practice. Like I enjoy it. And I'm not saying you can't have some kind of process with yeah. your prompts. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just commenting on strictly that mentality is not, that's not across the board accurate. Like to think that artists who take a long time laboriously working on their work are suffering. It's true. Cause some of my, yeah. And some of my most popular pieces took me the least amount of time as well. Cool. But, um, but one thing I think it's very valuable for is that when I was messing around with it, I would type in, you know, um, wizard escaping from, you know, uh, a mystical prison with orbs, this and that, you know, and then I would see that and see how the output, and then I would change something a little bit and I would change, change, refine. And I would, you know, spend like an hour putting in prompts. And that's like a great, it's a great exercise. Like when was the last time you sat down and wrote out a hundred prompts for your own illustration? You never do it. Right. And if yeah. you did, then you would have like tons of more ideas for pieces of art. So it actually, that part of it, I thought I found very beneficial because you're actually just coming up with, even if you're not using the final output and you're drawing something completely different with the same prompt to yourself, you're actually coming up with little creative briefs for yourself, which is something that not everybody does all the time. Interesting. I think, I think in time, AI art will have a position on its own. It's like digital art. The first, uh, when we first started digital art, the traditional art world see it like that, like, yeah, oh, that's an easy way. Like they can just press undo. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. I think people, I think we see AI art like the way traditional art used to see digital art. Hmm. But yeah, yeah, it requires it requires more uh, more filter and lim limits until it's like ethically right maybe like mamba mamba said yeah mm -hmm. and, yeah and no, the, those are two really good points there and you actually make a good point Ika, when you think about like when you know photography started coming out the the painters were like oh don't just take a picture in a landscape that's nothing and then digital photography the film photographers were like nah, <laughs> yeah, nah, yeah. Nah. yeah 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 and even exactly. like when the when the printing press came out the people that used to actually write books were like, you're just going to print them out now. Like that's lame. You know? So there's, <laughs> there's a lot of that. It's hard to stop progress. Yeah. Um, Another part of the, right. the puzzle yeah. is that it's happening, whether we like it or not. So you right. better, yeah. you better right. just be along for the ride, experiment with yourself, figure out where your place is with it. And um, also just strive to be um, unique enough and, and have your own voice enough that, that you can stand out on your own apart from it. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. I, I just want to add to it. I think um, what you also see when that happens, right. When you're starting to see new forms of technology come into industry, I, I feel like this will happen to art as well. It's where the traditional forms will kind of increase in value in the same way that like a handmade good versus something that's mass produced. It's, it's sought after, right? And it's more expensive, you know? So I think that people that are still kind of in traditional forms of creating art, um, I, I see their artists becoming more valuable because they're more rare, 
you know, and I think showcasing your process is something that we really uh, find important in Ghost Club is is also going to be valuable. You know, I think how you get to an end, right, or how you get to a final piece is just as important, just as important now, you know, so I think, you know, for artists out there, like, I think one of the things that they should be looking at is how do I stream my process? How do I document my process? How do I, you know, indicate that, you know, I'm not just typing into a computer this, right? There's like, you know, real concept, there's real work and, and, and all that stuff. And I think the other part of that conversation is artists need to understand uh, legal issues around copyright and they need to kind of verse themselves in what the law is around people using their, their, their work and, and because this is not going anywhere, it's just going to get faster and better, better, and mm-hmm. and not yeah. not in the next five years, in the, in next, the next five weeks. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. it's That's, happening so fast. But I but know. keep in mind, there's people who have been doing this for years already. Shout yeah. out Flair Silver. And oh yeah, totally. Can name a bunch, but they've yeah. trained the whole video game industry models. too, right? Yeah, the, there's t- like even in film industry too. Like there's people who've been doing this for years. They've been utilizing. They've trained their models. They they know how to do everything that they want. Like they can create the thing that they are intending to create already using the AI, and and it comes out like uh you know exactly what they want. So there, there there's going to be people who are more advanced at it than the people jumping in now yeah and i i also think i'm i'm a, I'm in love with the ar not not just the visual part but i think there's so much more to, to come from this kind of technology right i think you know controlling data sets and the way that images are populated you know i think i think there's just so much more to come and i think maybe the best perspective is don't be so close-minded to some of the stuff that's coming out and and try to utilize some advantages that come from technology yeah it's coming it's coming fast yeah Mm -hmm. real fast yeah i'm i'm personally not using ai the same way as some of my friends that i'm seeing them using it but um but i have like used it in some ways like to show my kids like i already know like it's so funny i showed my son chat gpt and he was like oh i already used something else like that oh really okay well then but like but he didn't know that chat gpt was actually cooler than the thing that he was using so then i got mm-hmm. some cool points but you know we yeah. but like just doing all that stuff interacting with my kids i always try to like include them in stuff that's happening so that they can learn about it like firsthand and um you know what i mean i think that it, that's also important to to educate uh the young people in your life about um i think one thing that pop also touched on that was interesting is 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 efficiency i think it speeds up a lot of the process you know the fact that you don't have to maybe illustrate something just for concept work and you know as a designer or like you know a concept designer like a lot of this stuff is just like really i can do all of that yeah Um, i think the scary side is is it makes everybody an expert really fast you know, or at least perceive, people will perceive them to be that. And I think, you know, it's not just the visual stuff, it's the text like ChatGBT or Dolly or DaVinci, all those things all of a sudden put the power of like this AI into your hands. And I think it's it's not just the creators that have to kind of be aware of what's going on. I think it's the collectors and the people consuming it, right? You have to do your research and, and make sure that stuff that you're collecting is authentic and, and real. Um, so there's nuances behind that though. There's industry changing. There's nuances behind the word, like 
using something like so using something for reference that comes from AI, right? Like it's I'll give you a perfect example. Um, there's going to be trends. We're going to see trends that has to do with where the AI technology is at right now and who used it. So I saw something. I you know we all see it. We see in our feed on um, you know crypto Twitter or NFT Twitter or whatever. Like we see things in our feed, and I can tell usually within a split second that's an AI art. And it's so funny because when I was out in Miami, I was staying with two really talented, uh, awesome muralists, and in um, Wynwood area and. When we finally went to we, me and I was with Alison Bamcat and mm. we went to visit the other muralist who we were with. And I knew immediately when I saw this giant mural on a wall that's, you know, he's been working on all weekend. I was like, I knew there was an AI element. So like I asked him later, I was like, hey, can I just ask, like, what was the reasoning behind the way you handled the line work toward the bottom, bottom right corner? And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah. So I I used, you know, some AI reference that I knew it. I was like, I knew it. And I was just like, mm-hmm. and 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 my buddy who was my roommate was like, I had no idea. I didn't even know he used, you know, any AI references that just like changed, it's like blew her mind. And so I'm just, it's just interesting because I think to say like, in some sense, yes, like it might make some things more efficient, efficient, but also you're going to see how it stylistically is influencing people's work in that way. Right. Like you're going to. Okay. But what about when you look at like artists that are using IP that's not theirs, like cause one of my favorite artists is cause I could see the Simpsons. I could see Mickey mouse. I could see all these different forms of IP being. I'm not saying it in a negative way because there's trends. Right. So like that was a, that's, that's a trend, right? Like the nostalgia hack, the art hack of like incorporating nostalgia into your work, like things that were already famous. That's something people already have a good feeling about. So then they incorporate that into their work and automatically we're like, Oh, I like that. It reminds me of, you know, this thing that I already loved since I was a child you know so but but in the ai conversation it's like oh you're stealing that reference you're stealing that style but in traditional forms you're seeing people use it and make tons of money off of it so i think that question comes up you know i think you know people's perception of is this okay well then you have to question this too right mm. you have to question all that other stuff well i i mean yes i'm i'm not i was guess i guess i was commenting more on like where you like where you might go in your brain, like I'll, so I sketch with blue pencil, I'll sketch out like what I think I want to, how I want something to form. And then I'll come in with the graphite pencil afterwards. And then I'll complete it. Like I'll say like, okay, I didn't want to really make that line like this or that leaf to look like this. I want it to look more like this. I kind of do that with my brain, you know? So my, my reference point is how I started it with this blue pencil sketch and where I end up with it is usually based on how I like finalize my lines or whatever with my graphite pencil. And if I were to like, so I'm a little, um, uh, I'm being like hesitant, not out of like any other reason than I want to maintain the integrity of like how my imagine my creative like paths work and in my brain, that's where I was coming from. Like if I, I don't want to like maybe, I'm not ready. Maybe I'm, I might ev- never be ready to like incorporate what, how AI might influence where I would get from point, how I get from point A to point B. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really important to 
Yeah. Like, and my stuff is kind of janky. The perspective is not great. You know, it's cartoony and, and stuff. And if I, if I don't do it myself, it's not going to look like that. Yeah. It'll look too perfect. Really? Like if unless, I, if I were to do you it, tell AI, like draw this in the style of pop wonder. And yeah. Then it, like, that's the thing. Know, it's not, right. it's not a thing really yet, but uh-huh. it, it definitely could slash will be soon. Right. And there's right. actually a guy that trained his own AI to do my stuff He's a friend of mine and oh, well, it's pretty, in, pretty interesting. doesn't, doesn't look like my stuff though, but mm-hmm. you can tell that there's, you know, some, some stuff happening. It's pretty cool to see because the traditional mid journey and Dolly don't, haven't really picked up on my, my style yet, but this guy did his own AI that yeah. they fed all my stuff to. <laughs> That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. He calls it a uh, not wonder. Uh... <laughs> when collection right yeah well he's going to do a collection um with with a bunch of people he 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 approached me about it i didn't really want it to just be me and him all of the stuff is not wonder but he's going to do a whole collection of a bunch of different artists and using his own ai to generate pieces in their style and i think that's, that's pretty neat pretty pretty cool because yeah. the other thing is this dude has been doing ai since way before everybody else like you know probably 2018, 27, probably even early, you know, like he's been, I remember him talking about it like a long time ago, back when it was like really noticeable, you know, when it was all paisley and weird, you know, it's, it's going it. Jeff Soto also, he's an OG in kind of that gang. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to kind of give it up to those guys because they had no, they weren't, there was nothing to benefit from by doing it back then. Really. Cool. I love that. that. That actually brings so much perspective. I'm really happy to hear that because we've talked about AI a lot on this show. I ask almost everybody that comes on for their perspective on it because I am so interested in it. And I try and like, I mean, the future of it is going to be insane. Like it's we're just scratching the surface and it's not even yep. just going to be images. You're going to be able to ask it to make you a TV show or a movie and it'll spit out a whole thing for you. Like it's going to get out of control. And there's no stopping it, like like you said, like you said, Pop. There's no stopping. No stopping, but you you have a choice, right? I think collectors have the choice. Yeah, of to course. See what they support. Yeah, yeah. You support with your with your pocketbook. And that goes back to just being um, transparent about like what you're using. What tools are you using? Are you using? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. No, definitely, definitely. These are my prompts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. I want everyone, if you guys want a chance to say some kind of final words, if you want to shout anybody out, if you want to say anything like that, I would love to hear it. And then we can, uh, I really appreciate everybody's time. This was, this was super special. This is the first time we've ever had this many people. The first time we've ever done like more than one guest even. So this is a really special episode. I'm glad it went for a while. I hope everybody enjoyed themselves and all that. But I'd love to give you guys a final word and mumble to you at the end if you want. You can say whatever you like, but yeah. Go ahead. You guys go. Okay, I'll go. Um, thanks for having me. Uh, it was a real pleasure for um, Mumbot to hit me up. And I'm glad I was uh, available and uh, to to come on. And uh, please come and follow me on Twitter, PopWonderNFT. PopWonder.info has all my links. Um, I got some cool stuff coming up. Uh, 2022 was the year of saying no. 2023, I've been saying yes a little bit more. So I got some 
pieces coming out in some very cool collections, some of the biggest collections in the space right now. So just keep an eye out for that. Beautiful. Thank you so much for coming on, bro. Appreciate yep. it. Yep. My pleasure. Yeah. Thank you, Michael, for having me on the show. Thank you again, Mumbot, for hitting me up. <laughs> I'm so glad I joined you guys, really. I yeah, this year I'm trying to say yes more too because I was so afraid of lots of things <laughs> last year. So yeah, this year's gonna be awesome. Yeah, Eco, what a great, what a pleasure to hear from you. It's awesome that we can chat all the way on the opposite side of the planet, and hopefully one day our paths will cross. We get to meet in real life. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. Cool. I could be real quick. I just want to do a quick shout out to uh, not only the artists in Ghost Club, but but to some of the collectors in the space and people that are supporting it. Uh, it's it's definitely not just the creative community. It's it's an ecosystem filled with people that um, just love the work and love the art and 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 love what we're doing. So shout out to all those people. Um, we have collections coming soon. Check it out. We're excited. And then Michael, if you're ever looking for artists to interview, I mean, there's 75 plus yeah. artists in the ghost club we'd love to like figure out some sort of series or something to do with you man let's well, chat for sure because yeah no doubt thanks to appreciate you brother yep thank you guys so much for coming um pop Ika, defiant we appreciate you and uh for being part of what makes ghost club so special i mean we couldn't be such a good strong community if it weren't for people like you and some of the people who show up every day and participate and just say gm and come in and support each other and of course the collectors other people who are just there and like hanging out or maybe considering coming through just don't be shy just come in say hi and um Thank you, NFT Catcher Podcast. Thank you, Mike. Uh, yeah, really thank fun. you, Mamba. Well, you know, you know how much we love you around here, and we're lucky to have you as such a good friend of the show. And uh, this was really fun. It was really great to hear you guys all talk back and forth and um, different perspectives and just really amazing stuff. The Ghost Club is incredible. Join the Discord. Check it out. We'll put. Andy will put um, everybody's socials. And if you want to send us anything to put in the show notes, we'll happily do that. But this was this was an absolute pleasure. And uh, we definitely will do some more stuff with the Ghost Club. And on that note, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to the NFT Catcher Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and learned something new about the exciting world of NFTs. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you really love what you're hearing, please leave us a rating and review on your favorite platform. If you want to stay up to date with the latest news and insights from the NFT space, be sure to follow us on all the socials at NFT Catcher Pod. You can follow Jennifer at Jennifer underscore pseudo and Michael at NF Ticket. I'm your producer, Andy, and I'm at AJC254. Our theme songs by It's Just Loose. We always appreciate your feedback and support, which helps us reach more people and bring you informative and engaging content about NFTs. We look forward to bringing you more great NFT content in future episodes. Thanks for listening. Peace. <laughs>